0: Welcome back. I'm Graham Richardson. Thanks for being here on News Talk today. Now it's time for Over great jobs and opportunity in this election. Here's what I want to do. Or underplayed. Scott Reed, CTV News political commentator, former communications director with Prime Minister Paul Martin,
1: joins us on the line. Hi, Scott. Good afternoon. I'm making my way back to you, babe. I'm on my way to Ottawa as we speak.
0: Oh yeah. Coming up to the little burg, eh? Back to Eastern Ontario for you.
1: That's right. Um, I, now, I don't think of Ottawa, and I know this is going to get me in trouble. I don't think of Ottawa as Eastern Ontario. I think of Eastern Ontario as a unique space that exists basically between Trenton, Ontario, and Ottawa. Like, that's. Like, so,
0: is Ottawa Northern Ontario?
1: Like, no, where would it be? It's. it's, it's, it's it's national capital.
0: It's its own <laughs> okay. thing. It's its own thing. All <laughs> it's,
1: right, it's, it's, It floats in the amber space of uh, almightiness. You know.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, it'll be good to have you back in town. Um, boy, you know, the getting ready for Danielle Smith stuff was was something. Uh, and then there was that press conference, which I think the the, the BC premier w- was commenting on, like even today, like it still reverberates. Um, I just want to run it quickly. People have heard it. But here, here is Danielle Smith, and she's since backed down from some of these comments.
1: I don't think I've ever experienced a situation in my lifetime where a person was fired from their job or not allowed to watch their kids play hockey or not allowed to go visit a loved one in long-term care or hospital or not allowed to go get on a plane to either go across the country to see family or even travel across the border. So they have been the most discriminated against group that I've ever witnessed in my lifetime.
0: She has since not apologized but said... She didn't mean to offend all the other people who have been how bad was this scott
1: well for her not that bad you know <laughs>
0: yeah
1: like i mean for any normal person for any person who has you know uh The shame chromosome, it's bad, but she doesn't really care. I mean, you know, to be, you know, and I know I'm ascribing motive and all sorts of stuff and talking like I know her, but like I've watched this woman in public life off and on for 20 years. And Mm -hmm. the reality is that this is a revealing uh, comment, it just tells you what she thinks how bad her instincts are how ahistorical her sense of anything is and how you know uh, de minimis she is in so-called regret so uh, this is what this is what she thinks and 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 i think the the broader significance and i don't want to diminish the specific significance of it because the specific significance is is really uh, you know bad take. such it's just Brutal such a take. casually yeah. overwhelmingly ignorant thing to say but the general significance is that, buckle up, you're going to get more of this. Sure. This is who she is. And um, and if you're a member of the UCP, maybe you're pounding the table with delight. But understand, this person lacks the instincts and judgment to avoid walking into an electric fence. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's you never say never in politics. But I wouldn't bet futures on this person.
0: Well, and generally speaking, Albertans, I know... They like sticking it to Ottawa. They like being contrarian and they like being conservative, generally speaking, but there are lines. And one of the lines my experience has been is they don't like to be laughed at. They're a serious place. They're the, they're, they're an economic engine of the country. And when this kind of stuff happens, they look like, you know, a backwater and they don't like it, you know, no, and they... she's playing with fire here.
1: That's right. She, they albertans don't want to be mississippi north and they don't and 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 they're and it isn't mississippi north it's a place of uh, prosperity and uh skill um and you can have disagreements about economic issues and other issues without descending in this territory i'll tell you one other thing when it comes to the overhyped and underplayed thing i Mm -hmm. think it's underplayed as a federal factor. And I think, you know, I've talked about this a a couple of times over the last couple of days, but you know, for Pierre Polyev, the new federal conservative leader, he traffics in a lot of the same sort of language. He traffics much more skillfully and and I'm not accusing him of being discriminatory and, and, and and obtuse in this way, but he uses a bunch of the same labels freedom. We're going to fight for freedom. These vaccine mandates are awful. And uh, so he, he works in this area, but Pierre Polyev is clever skilled, experienced, and strategic. She mm-hmm. is not. Mm-hmm. And and one of the challenges is that she will um, face voters uh, before he does, in all likelihood. Mm. And he does not want her to be seen as a definitional harbinger of what he is. And so she represents a little bit of risk to him. If I was him at some point, I would make certain I find an opportunity to split ways and distinguish myself from her because he doesn't want there to be any conflation in their brands.
0: Yeah. And yet another reminder to those of us on camera, broadcasters who cover politics even, This is hard (laughs) being a leader and okay. She's won the party politics and being out there like this, just because you've been on television or behind a microphone or in front of cameras, this is a different game. And she's finding that out right away. This would have been uh, no big deal on talk radio. This is a very big deal as the premier of Alberta.
1: Yeah. And I don't think that she really, uh, appreciates. Um, you know the 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 weightiness of those sorts of obligations and the obligation to speak for and act in the interest of um, those who aren't just in agreement with you and and the reason, and I'm not just bashing without knowledge, uh, my number one piece of evidence of that is look at her history. Mm-hmm. Look at her past. Look at the way in which she conducted herself as an official opposition leader. We've never seen the like of it anywhere in the Westminster model yeah. anywhere yeah, yeah. in the
0: Commonwealth. And I know An she was, and she, who... she she's not new to politics. I know she was in politics before, but there is that thing that, you know, that a lot of people on my side of the mic think they can do it quickly. Um, before we get, we have to go. Um, I want your take on the risks for government in front of the um, Emergencies Act hearings and, and what you think Trudeau should try to achieve when he's out there, because that's another challenging one for him.
1: So I think there's a lot of risk. Um, you know, first of all, there's just an inherent risk. This will be the third time in our history that a prime minister has appeared before a judicial inquiry under oath testifying. First was Sir John A. MacDonald during the uh, uh, the CPR scandal, the railway scandal. The second was my old boss, Mr. Martin. I was there and working with him at the time when he was asked to testify at the Gomery Committee, and now it'll be Trudeau. So I, I think that there's plenty for Trudeau to do here, but just having the prime minister, having ministers in that judicial context where they're being cross-examined, the 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 visibility of it, the 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 imagery of it, the iconography of it, it's uncomfortable and it's full of it's fraught with danger. On a more substantive level, I think that if I were Trudeau, what I want to be doing is making certain that no one's engaging in um revisionism. Mm. And People want to apply some narrow test of, well, you know, did you have the right to invoke the act? Did you meet some technical legal thing? And then the conservatives will act like, oh, my God, see, this was an abuse of power. He needs to establish that there's a dual test. There's a common sense test. When a city is ground to a halt for three weeks, when people are trapped in their apartment buildings because they're, you know, maybe maybe they're handicapped and they can't get out, or, you know, people who run small businesses find that they cannot actually uh, function. Uh, Women, kids can't walk down the street without being screamed at and harassed. That's the common sense test of enough is enough, and we have to bring the hammer down. We may not want to bring the hammer down, but if it's the only tool available to us, well, better to swing it than sit back and do nothing. That's the common sense test. And if I was Trudeau, without going over the top and without too aggressively attacking my, you know, trying to look like I'm being super partisan or political about it. I'll be making certain that I establish that test is as resonant and as significant as is the technical, legal, legislative test.
0: Risky and interesting and uh, important questions to be answered, and we will uh, watch that. Scott Reed, always great to have you on. Overhyped and underplayed. Thanks so much. See you, my friends. All right, talk soon in Eastern Ontario, or well, the national capital, sort of Eastern Ontario. Okay, it's not. Uh, yeah. Thanks for this.